Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen. Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Morton Bay. And Adam Pace. I was going to say, I think you're going to say, yep, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Let's, let's go have this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now. And we're back here on the Brisbane Football NPL Sunday Tour Season 2020 to recap all things in Queensland football. Adam, how are you? I'm good. So uh, good to be back on our Sunday show. Uh, have a bit more fun with what's going on on that sort of, you know, that serious, more serious show that we do on Wednesday with other blokes. So, so yeah, look, uh, looking forward to a very, very big season um, on the local scene. And if, and if uh, signs are so far, look, I think it's gonna be this is gonna be a really good season. Yes, back to the professional stuff. We go now to the NPL. We'll get to it in a couple of weeks actually. But how was your your preseason? Did you get some good laps in preseason? Yeah, I did some good laps. I uh, did left around Tasmania on the ship. But other than that, uh, but other than that, yeah, um, yeah, coming coming in strong and fresh for the uh, for the season ahead. Which we'll I, hope that, I would hope that most clubs would also be sharing that sentiment. Hopefully, they've done more preseason than you have. But we'll see how fresh you <laughs> remain over the long season. For those unaware, this is the Brisbane Footballers MPL. So I'm going to say we'll recap the week in Queensland football, be it MPL, FQPL, Australia Cup, Kappa Cup. Kappa Pro Series over the course of the season of the MPL and FQPL men's will kick off in a couple of weeks time on this week's show we'll be focusing on the MPL women's and the Australia Cup and the newly formed Kappa Pro Series Adam before we go through any of the results just quickly your thoughts on the, the newly announced Kappa Pro Series in the offseason I think it's a terrific concept that allows clubs more game time for the for some of the squad players perhaps in the, in the team and also another, another trophy for clubs to win yeah look um yeah, from the competition point itself, look, I think it's I think it's a great concept. I think I it's I said you can it's one it's sort of can be lent in one two ways as far as you know, a good, you know, good preseason here has some competitive meaningful games you know on the on the uh, sort of the verge of the uh, league season. Obviously, we have two rounds of the uh, pro series before we get to the league. So, and also by then, I think you, you almost teams will start deciding, you know, whether to either, you know, put emphasis on it to, you know, whether they, it, they deprioritize it. You know, obviously the league more than anything. And obviously, and obviously Australia Cup as well is very important, especially for some of the bigger clubs. You know, they they are all chasing that, you know, those coveted you know, national round spots. So, yeah. So it may fall down the down the sort of the, the pecking order to say for a club like you know the big four four clubs, but which which is actually probably a good thing because then you might see other other clubs, you know, take the opportunity to say you know what it's a silverware it's trophy you know what if those other big clubs are going to focus on other things it may um, it may sort of be be warranted. On the other hand. And I said so I need to I need to get this out you know and I don't I don't really like to you know start off you know our premiere with a bit of a rant but uh We're three minutes in i know i know but uh yeah look i'm uh, very disappointed with the scheduling of football queensland for this for this round one you know for round pro series and look and it does revolve around the fact that we had you know we had six games on six pro series games on Friday night, which clash head to head with the Brisbane Raw, um, you know, A-League fixture against Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I know there is some ill feeling between, you know, the professional club in Brisbane Raw and, you know, 
that and the and the sort of local clubs, you know, whether they're officially with Football Queensland as well. But look, this doesn't help anyone. You know, you, you should not come down to a stage where, you know, you are forced to make a choice between your professional club that you follow or you work for or whatever compared to your local club. Because in the end, no one wins. So, uh, look, and the fact is, is that, you know, I put I lay the blame at F- Football Queensland on this regard. It's because you all knew when that, you know, the Raw were playing on, on the Friday night against the Coast Mariners. So to schedule six games on the, on the Friday night to go head-to-head when you had no, hardly any games Saturday or Sunday. Look, I've got a question, you know, what, what is trying to achieve? So, look, you know, I hope I hope that, you know, that some more thought comes in as far as, you know, the way you schedule it. And, you know, that at the end of the day, I know it's political. Scott and I both, we've been around for a while now. We, we know the politics that goes on between the Raw and, you know, and the local football community. It's not all good. And the Raw aren't blameless either. But, like I said, this does not help anyone. So, look, that, that hopefully that'll be one of the few salvos I have this year. But this one, they've got to get it right because it is, it's not good. That preseason trip to Tasmania has done you a world of good. You're coming in absolutely firing there. But as you did mention, the first two rounds of the Kappa Pro Series will be played in these first two weeks ahead of the start of the MPL and FQPL men's seasons. They are being played well. The preliminary rounds of the Australia Cup get underway, so clubs who are not involved in the Australia Cup have these two competitive hitouts. We'll deal with all the Cups later on. We will start, as always, Adam, after that lengthy rant of yours. We'll start officially with the MPL women's season starting over the course of the weekend. If you haven't listened to it yet, we have a full MPL women's season preview available on all of our podcasting platforms available where we re- went through the um, the ins and outs of the 10 different teams. So we won't go through any of those details on this show. Adam, we'll just focus on the actual results at hand. And we'll start with the final game of the round, one of the two games we covered on our social platforms over the weekend at the newly named Luxury Paint Stadium, I believe it is now, as opposed to Lions. So the Gold Lion has a, has a new name this year. It was a 2-1 win for the defending NPL Queensland women's champions, oh, one, yes, over Mitchelton, the FQPL women's champions of last year. Kelly Poufroy gave Mitchelton an early lead, and it looked like they were going to really cause an upset. But in the end, the um, old reliable Tegan Riding and Rebecca Kirkup coming through once again for Lions, and it's it looked like it could have been a bit dicey for a while, but they found a way, and which is what all good sides do. Yeah, that first 10 minutes, uh, like the game plan was clear. Mitchelton came out. Uh, look, the the mistake that was made that led to the Perifoy goal, look, for Abby Everts, that was pretty unfortunate as far as, like, she just left her back pass way too short. And, and Perifoy, who's probably you know, going to be the most... most one of the most lethal strikers in the women's game here in Queensland this year. She gets off the mark after four minutes. But you you got to say with that, you know, while, yes, Everett's made the mistake, you could tell the game plan from Mitchelton very early on was, you know, that high press, high press, and it, it reaped rewards. So, yes, you can sort of say, yeah, it was a mistake, but also as well, you've got to credit Mitchelton. Because they came out with that with that game plan. It's sort of, you know, it's a pressure. It's a new back line. You know, it was Kelly Cowell's debut. You know, the the Canadian import. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you don't you don't have the likes of you know a, a cannon cloth. You know, uh, you know in that in that line. Uh, Madison Teagle started right back. No Chelsea Blissett either. No Chelsea Blissett either. Yep. So so yeah. So it was a very very new look back line, and they rolled the dice, and it paid immediate dividends. However. 
you know, it was a case of then from there, once Lions got their footing in the game, once Tegan Riding got the equaliser, uh, then, you know, Burke, uh, Beck Kirk up with a, a delightful finish, you know, a very controlled finish five minutes from, from half time. That from there, it was then, yeah, it was, you'd say, a professional performance. Still a lot to work on, but, you know, look, it's it's week one and they, they, they got the three points. They saw the game at well in the end lines. And we should point out this game was played in extremely high conditions. There were drinks breaks for, in both halves there for the sides out there at Lions. And Mitchelton, to their credit, they were really, really competitive in this game, weren't they? So if anyone thought that it's a newly promoted team, they're going to be looking to maybe finishing at the bottom end of the table. I think they showed a bit in this game. It's just they've certainly got the players. You mentioned Kelly Poufroy, the FQPL Women's Golden Boot winner of last season, to name one. But they've got some really good players there that look like they're going to be really competitive. And on first evidence, our 2-1 result away to away to Lions is quite credible given the way the Lions have dismantled so many teams over the last couple of years. Look, I actually think the story out of this coming out of this game, look, we know we know what Lions are. We know we know what they're capable of. But I think the story of this game is actually Mitchelton. I think you're right. I think they, they performed very, very well. Um, and I think if you ask a lot of teams in the last number of seasons, if you can if you can leave uh, Richlands with only a two-one loss, uh, you're actually travelling pretty well at the moment. So, so yeah, look, that may, may as well have have a bit to work on as well. Like you know, Callie Puffer can't do it her all by herself, and she she has got some very very good uh, teammates. So they they've got a couple of new inclusions as well. They need to um to sort of work into side in, in Talia Sanders and Amy Cook. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, so they they certainly have got a bit to work on as well. But um, look, if if you're looking from the week one uh, sort of results perspective, I think a lot of people have said at the start of the season that this could have been anything. Um, and look, it was a two one, it was a two one win. Yes, controlled by Lions, but I think Mitchton actually I did did not lose any admirers. I think. No, they didn't. They were quite good in this game. Look forward to see how they go when they get back to their home ground at Trailer Park in the coming weeks. The other game which we covered on our social media platforms this week was the Saturday night headline match down on the Gold Coast. Two sides in last year's semi-final series, Adam, the, the unbeaten grand finals at home, Gold Coast against Capella, but it was a three-run win for the home side. Astia Neckerbrook and Charlie Farmer with Kiri Dale on the score sheet for Gold Coast. Sarah Downman got a goal back for Capella. It looked like at one stage it was going to be a comfortable win for Gold Coast. Capalabas said they came back into it in the second half, didn't they? And the late goal was really important for Gold Coast to see the game out. How did you how did you view it? Because Gold Coast are another team who are in a bit of transition after a couple of key players retiring at the end of last season. A few more younger players coming in. On the first evidence, it looks like there's some good young talent coming through on the Gold Coast, which we saw bits of last year, and now they're getting more regular minutes. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see, you know, the evolution of Gold Coast United in the uh, in the post-Ellie Fryer, post-Diana Thompson sort of era for them. Look, they've still got, you know, some really, really, you know, you know experienced players in Momo Hayashi. You know, Kira Dale, yes, it's her second season with uh, with Gold Coast, but extremely experienced in this league, uh, am- amongst others. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, it, it was, the, it was other than Kiri Dale's absolute Bomb from about 45 yards out, which could be you know, a goal of the year contender in week one. But uh, look, the goal that I actually thought was the after the best goal was Charlie Farmer's goal that you know, yeah. that, it, you know, that, that made it two nil. Uh, that was just a sensational um, effort. That and um, and yeah, look, I think Gold Coast. We sort of we known for a while that they're they're, they're building something. Yeah, you know, obviously as far as you know, their their academy pathways. 
and whatnot. This is, I think, this is the first step on you know where they they start to get their their dividends back on that. And uh, look, I think uh, also Astia Neckerbroke, I think she's going to be one to watch. I think for uh, this season, I think that uh, like she showed she showed a bit last season, you know, in limited minutes. It looks like she's that um, Sarah Evans is going to is going to have her as a starter for most weeks if she keeps the form up. And so far, you know, she's certainly um, she's done she's done a good job. Absolutely. And just quickly on Capalabar, they've had a fair bit of change on the since their success in the grand final or making the grand final in 2021. Made semifinals last year. A few, few changes there. How did you make? What did you make of them as a first up, first up hit out? Yeah, they're good. they're going to be solid. Um, I do I do worry that there is there are um, a lot of youngsters in in that side. Um, I was very impressed with um, with Sarah Downman when she um, when she came on. I think I think not only from scoring the goal, but you know a couple other bits of play that I thought you know I actually think that you know Capalba were much better in the second half chasing the game than they were in the first half. Look, Gold Coast United just. Outpointed them in the first half, but uh, I thought you know, Kapalba did well to get back in the game before you know Kiri Dale, you know Kiri Dale's goal, you know pretty much then decided. So again, I think it's a game where I think both teams in week one, I think uh, would be pretty satisfied uh, with, with their with their efforts. Absolutely. So the other three games in round one were all draws. I'll go through them briefly. Adam, first up on Friday night, the first game of the MPL Queensland women's season was at, at Perry Park, actually the Park de Perry between Eastern Suburbs and Olympic FC, and it was a nil-all draw there in that game. That's a pretty good result for Olympic, given they've lost a lot of players, and East were very solid last year in and around the finals. Race. So it's a decent result that first up for Olympic under a new coach, Russ Somerville. Yeah. Um, look, uh, on paper, Olympic... Uh, yeah, they 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 seem they look like they may may struggle compared to the sort of the team of last year. But um, look, East are considered probably behind Lions, uh, probably one of the one of the main chances. So to keep them to shut them out and take a point, uh, that that's actually a I think a good effort from Olympic. Again, I'll, I'll probably keep on saying it as like a broken record. Week one, you sort of really don't know where you're at. But look, you you take a point. And uh, look, I think at the moment for both teams, I think they'll walk away satisfied, you know, clean sheet, but plenty to work on. So speaking of taking a point, Sunshine Coast Wanderers won, South United won at Wakeley Park. Tiffany Scarf gave the Wanderers the, the lead in the sixth minute before Dom Spampanato got the equaliser for the home side South there. And you'd have to say for the Wanderers, a point away from home given how strong Ballinger's been for them. These are two sides who were in and around the finals race as well last year. A point away from home is a pretty good one for the Wanderers. I think uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers would be very, very happy with a point on the road. I think that's one point gained for them against probably uh, two points dropped for Souths. Uh, uh, so, yeah, again, I think on paper, I think Wanderers, again, they just look like a solid team. But to to get a point, get on the board early and you know, really sort of, you know, force Souths to come back at them, I think I think it's a fair good effort. So I think, that, I think they'll, be ha- they'll be happy with the two teams. Absolutely, probably will be, but it's not a bad result either for South United. The final game was played up at AJ Kelly Park in Redcliffe between the 2022 FQPL Premier's Peninsula Power and the QAS. And it was a two-all draw, actually, in this game. Ava Blitzard and Bonnie Davis gave Peninsula Power a 2-0 lead for Elro Grady and Grace Kulumalu got the goals back in the second half late on for the QAS. It's a great result for the young QAS. So a couple of players, I think, who are either away or about to go away on Junior Matilda's Judy as well. So for for the young side to come from 2-0 down, that's a, that's a fantastic first up 
Uh, it'd be a case of going away because Ella O'Grady is one of those players going to the young Matilda's uh, camp, and that I think she'll be very, very going to that camp very, very confident scoring scoring a goal. And uh, and yeah, look, I think, yeah, you're right. I think this is a very, very good result for QIS. I think a lot of people were tipping that they are going to finish Stone Marvelous last and not fire, fire a shot. But look, you got to look at their side. And they, they said, yes, they're young. But there's there's some very very good players, you know, in in that side, including um, Ella Grady and Johnny Fisher, who both are off off to I believe it's in Adelaide. I think the camp is. I'm not. I can't remember where where it is exactly. But uh, yeah, they're they're off off to camp, and, that, and it's not their first. So obviously they are definitely in uh, Ray Dowell's. Sorry, Leah Blaney, I should say, in 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 her plans as far as uh, national team representation. Joined by Zara Kruger, the Lions midfielder mm. online at the Brisbane Raw as well. So a couple of young Queensland players going away on that camp. There. And the point you said about people, a lot of people might have thought QAS would struggle this year. That does belie the fact that it's an academy program that has produced a lot of high-quality players. We've seen they did win a grand final just a few short years ago. So it's a program that does produce some really good players. And on first up, result, first up evidence, that's a pretty good result. What about for Peninsula Power, Adam? To be 2-0 up at home, that would be a bit of a tough one to take, wouldn't it? To think you're you're basically 10 minutes away from picking up three points to start the year and they end up dropping two. Yeah, I think I think they might be a bit disappointed by potential power, especially when defence is what they modelled their um their their base of their season last year. They like they were lights out last season defensively, and uh, they, they they probably it's it's almost a case of maybe a little bit of complacency that you know that sort of crept in, thinking that they had you know that they were going to just coast through to a two 0 win, do enough what they can. Um, obviously after being you know, two 0 up after half an hour, uh, but again they said you know. This QIS team, like they're they results wise, they're 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 gonna be enigmatic as as all time. There's sometimes it's gonna be games where they're gonna come roaring back and you know and, and sort of challenge other games that you now they'll probably you know flitter away and um not be competitive. Uh, that, that's that's the nature of playing of playing against young players. You know, sometimes they'll find they'll find a spark and they'll get right back into the game. Like this is a this is a side that you know that took points off the mighty Lions side last year. So but then again, they, they were also belted um, off the park by some other teams. So you just never know. But uh, yeah, I think they're a little disappointing for power. But again, all's not lost. It's a point. It is. And you mentioned QAS. And they're actually currently third on the Ampere Quinta women's table. I won't go through the whole table because we're only one week in. But it's got a very familiar look to it early on, Adam, with Gold Coast United and Lions FC in the top two. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, I think uh, all all us tipsers be happy with that. But at the moment, uh, look, Lions not in first place. That's uh, that's probably you the biggest shock. But uh, again, we're, it's one week. We don't look at the table for a number of weeks, really. Yeah, uh, but uh, I do know Lions and Gold Coast United will meet in round four. So that will be. Um, I think that might be the first milestone. To see as far as the form guy who's staying where, because I would expect both teams to be three and zero going into that game. Absolutely. So that's a good early season indicator coming up in a couple of weeks in the MPL women's that are back, obviously, for round two next week. We will now shift focus to the men's, also oh, FQPL one on the women's side is also kicking off in a few weeks as well. So it's not, not yet underway. We will feature that on the show this year as well as that competition unfolds. We will now move our attention to the men's game. Adam will go through some of these games in the Kappa Pro Series, the newly formed 
competition, which you just had a go at FQ about earlier. So that'll be that'll go over quite nicely, I imagine. Uh, no, 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 no. I had no, a go. We're not, we're not this. That's it. You Set, had schedule, it. I love the competition. The scheduling sucks. You had your shot at it. That's enough. But we'll start off with Group A, which is one which is probably near and dear to your heart as the mayor of Morton Bay. We won't be dealing with them just yet. The, the game which we did cover on our social media platforms this week from the Kappa Pro Series did come from Group A. It was the game between the Sunshine Coast Wanderers and Surfs Paris at the Matt, Matt Flinders Anglican College playing fields, I think was the official name of the venue. And it was a 1-0 win for the Sunshine Coast, for the South, for the Surfs Paradise Apollo side, I beg your pardon. It was Teddy Watson, who else? But Teddy Watson in the second half, a header from a corner to give the, give the Gold Coast side a 1-0 win. And we saw a bit of surface last year, Adam, and this was pretty much rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat what we saw from them last year. Really solid defensively and really strong at set pieces and going forward as well. Yeah, I think um, I think Alex Morris will be very happy with this this performance. It's a good test because um, I do think that uh, in the way that Surface Paradise have also recruited, I think that they will be a um, they'll be a legitimate contender for for promotion and potentially even the um, to the uh, premiership. I think uh, and I think to to beat you know, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, yes, one nil, yes, it's it's uh, they're it's also, you know, a what well, I guess we call it sort of pre-season almost. This is this is a very tight game with few opportunities, and they were the team that took it. Um, and I think I think that well done. I think um, Sunshine Coast Wanderers again. I think um, I, I don't think they can walk away too disappointed. But uh, yeah, look at the end of the do- end of the day, it was uh, three points in this uh, in this group to Service Paradise. It's a very even contest one. There's not much that Surface, that mm. Sunshine Coast Wanderers did wrong in that match. It was very, very even. And you mentioned Surface. I think they'd be thrilled with it because not many teams... I know this was not at Ballinger Park. It was around the corner from Ballinger, but not many teams go up to that neck of the woods and come away with anything. So for Surface, even if, even in the cap approach, to go up there and get a result, it's a really positive one. Now, we'll give you about 30 seconds as the mayor of Morton Bay to, to recap the Morton Bay United 3-1 winners over... The Sunshine Coast fired two goals from Jordan Farina, one from Marquez Walters. I'm starting the timer now. Yeah, good win uh, for Morton Bay. Cameron Miller's first uh, win in charge. And, uh, yeah, a good win over a what I heard was a very luckluster uh, South, South Sunshine Coast fire. So, uh, look, they'll take the three points and uh, they march on next week. Right on 30 seconds. That is absolutely ah. perfect on your behalf. Your timing is on point. Congratulations to Cam Miller, by the way, on that. First competitive win for Morton Bay. The other game in Group A was Peninsula Power 1-0 winners away from home against Logan Lightning. We won't go through the, group, the um, tables in these groups in any great detail this week. We might do that next week when there's been two games played as opposed to one. But at the moment, Morton Bay do sit top of Group A. Group B started off on Friday night between Gold Coast Knights and the Brisbane Strikers, Adam. And this game... Sounds like it was an absolutely thrilling contest down there at Croton Sports Centre. Gold Coast Knights got a 2-0 lead, and then Brisbane Strikers pegged the game back to 2-all, and then young Harry Lane popped up with an 87th-minute winner for the Gold Coast Knights to give Scott McDonald's NPL Queensland Champions of last season a winning start on their title defence. I'd imagine he'd be pretty happy with that, but to give up a two-goal lead and then get pegged back might also give him something to work on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but I also think that I think it's no secret that this Brisbane Strikers team are a very, very good team. I think you know that they will probably start favourites, you know, to 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 win FQPL one and earn promotion. And with the side they've got plenty of MPL experience, 
So I think for them, I think that was a good effort to come back from 2-0 down. Uh, Dante Mariner and Dean Hasnovic uh, with the with the goals for strikers. And um, yeah, look, it's, yeah, it, it's hard because, again, we're in week one. Again, I think you take the win, but uh, yeah, that might be at least something for uh, Scott McDonald to work on with his side is you know to, to give up two goals, but you know obviously to to find that that winner late. I think that's also a good sign, especially with that uh, Gold Coast Knights defence once they they get them all in the park. That that is uh, downright scary. We'll obviously talk about in the preview in a couple of weeks' time, but uh, yeah, for those who those who know. Uh, that defense of the Gold Coast Knights, I don't think I don't think conceding two goals is gonna be uh gonna be a habit this season for that for that team, put it that way. No, I wouldn't have thought so, but it's a good result there for the Brisbane Strikers to get those couple of goals away to the Knights. But a winning start for the Gold Coast side there. Also a winning start for Western Pride under their new coach out there at Briggs Road Serena winners. Two goals to Mitch Bird out there in amongst that result out there. So that's a a good first up win there for Western Pride. Adam and the other game in the group, Brisbane City with a 1-0 win against Brisbane Raw this evening. So decent starts for Western Pride and Brisbane City as well. Yeah, uh, Western Pride, uh, that, that's a, a bit of a um, statement game. I think Western Pride and uh, Albany Creek are going to be around about the same sort of level in the FQPL1. So to get to get an early win, I think, you know, I think that's a good marker laid down for, for their two future future meetings in, in the league. Uh, for Brisbane City, I think they just they did enough. Uh, Jason McQuasse, you know, on the score sheet for, for Brisbane City. And I did hear that uh, Louisa Barla might be in a little bit of trouble with uh, with the residents of uh, surrounding AJ Kelly Park after a ramp ball went through a uh, a window across the road. So <laughs> probably one of the more uh, talking point moments of of the day. Yes, I was surprised that didn't happen beforehand, given the um, the proximity of that yeah. fence that field to the um, nearby residents. But I'm sure Louisa Barla will be taking care. Of that, no doubt. He will. He's a good man, Luis Avala. He'll take care of that one. Western Pride, well, by we, the way, they we, sit top of Group B. We we do. We have been to AJ Kelly Park for many many years, and it's the first time I've heard it happening. So it was probably like a one in a million shots. So, so yeah, but uh, yeah, not not the right target, Louis. A little bit, little bit, little <laughs> bit lower down next time, perhaps. We'll move on to Group C. Now, this was the group featuring Rochdale Rose and Caboolture. A 5 0 win for Rochdale in this game. In that group, um, Olympic 3 0 over Mitchelton and Gold Coast United 5 2 winners over Capalabar. What's your biggest takeaway from that one? Gold Coast United would not look like they've gone and brought a couple of good players in over the offseason. And, and on first evidence against Capalabar, an NPL team of last season, look like they're off to a reasonable start. I think the three NPL clubs are looking very, very good at the moment. Uh, obviously, Hard to line up, being being that they're taking on FQPL opposition. Uh, look, uh, Gold Coast United, we, we're expecting some big things from them this season. They've they've recruited very very well. It's uh, looks a lot more, it looks a lot a lot more balanced team. And look uh, again, we know Kapalbar might be sort of you know a bit behind the eight ball, especially defensively. But you know, let's we'll sort of see where it may. Uh, Olympic three 0 over Mitchelton up at Sanford Park. Parkland, so that's a tricky Friday night run for them. But they, that they uh, winning start under new coach Royce Brownlee and uh, look Rochdale. I think they they certainly have shown that they've certainly not taken backward step after their promotion from FQPL, absolutely thumping Caboolture. Hard to line up, you know, especially I, I would actually consider Caboolture another one of those sides that were 
potentially going to be you know, a threat in, you know, at the top end of the table in FQPL one. So five nil loss early, but then again, we saw last last uh, season that you know they they can bounce back after a big loss. So again, but it, it's it's early season. You know, you're not your season's not defined on one pro series game. Yeah, it's hard to get a full read on the exact makeup of how that group's likely to pan out, given they MPL sides haven't played against each other yet. But three good results there for those MPL sides of this year, and Rochdale do sit top of the table on goal difference in that one. The final group is the Group D, funnily enough, and it's Lions SC two, Redlands United nil. Goals from John Carlos Lawsno and Louis Fenton gave the defending MPL Queensland premiers of last season the a first up win there, and that's a a decent first up result actually for Lions and also Redlands who got promoted as champions out of FQPL last year. Not a bad result either for them. Yeah, uh, a good good professional hit out for for Lions. I think that they, they'll be pretty happy with uh, with that performance. They did, I know they did field a very very strong team. Probably they're probably almost at full tilt. Uh, there, so obviously uh, Darren Simon taking that competition very seriously, and also getting some minutes up on some key players. I think Redlands. I don't think they'll be too upset with that. You know, they they only did concede two against a very very, you know, strong Lions team. So I think I think that they'll they'll bounce back uh, from from that performance. And a good barometer of maybe where Redlands need to get to after their success last year, where they did win the FQPL Grand Final, and also the FQPL final series statewide also a bit of success last year and maybe a bit of a guide now at the level that Redlands maybe need to get to over the course of the season. The Lions do sit top of the table in that group with Southside Eagles 1-0 winners away from home against South 2-0, thank you Adam, over South West Queensland Thunder and then Wynnum Wolves and East played out a nil-all draw in the other game in that group. So that's the four groups of the Kappa Pro Series and it's it's a as, as I, said, I think it's a fabulous addition to the calendar. It's an additional trophy that the um, clubs here can win. I would have liked to see the Australia Cup qualifying expanded out and have that those final four teams play off and get a winner of that. But this is a this is a nice way to to provide an extra bit of silverware for for clubs down here in southeast Queensland. Absolutely, I think I think that's what it is. And uh, again, clubs are going to either prioritise it or or not. You know, depending on their schedule. And also, as well, I think the most important thing as well is that you you will see some young players. Yeah, you know, so up and coming players that you otherwise would not have seen in previous season because you know squads are probably so small because of the requirements. Um, obviously, as well, if you're only dealing with two competitions, and especially if you get knocked out early in out of the cup, you know, you really, you really have stuck, you've really set with you know a very, very small, uh, you know, first team, but obviously. With more games, it'll allow coaches to have a look at more young players. I think a lot, of, and I think also gives more uh, emphasis on the under twenty three leagues as well, because I think there'll be young players in that league that will be fighting tooth and nail to perhaps you know get a a a first team cap that they ordinarily wouldn't have gotten, especially once this competition goes to sort of midweek sandwich between games or in weeks you know that where there are no um there's no league fixtures. So certainly I think you know, on a multifaceted level, and let, let me repeat that I think this competition I think is excellent. I'm just gonna get the scheduling right. Well you just you just couldn't let it go, could you? You just had no. to had to bring this up once again. <laughs> let it go. I'm just, I'm you know, you know my record about letting, letting things go. I won't let it go for another few weeks. 
you let nothing go, you're going to have to let it go now because we're moving <laughs> on to talk about the Australia Cup SEQ Zone Round 2. And we don't talk a lot about clubs in this level. This is, all, this is clubs from FQPL 3 further on down in the, um, in the Brisbane Zone as well as clubs in the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Darling Downs regions. Adam, we'll go through the results quickly because we actually have a bit of time. So I'll read through the full results. Ipswich City 7, Jambuba United 3, Logan Metro 7, Brighton at 1, Mount Gravatt 1, Pacific Pines 0, New Farm United in the big, probably biggest upset of the weekend at 3 2 winners over Bayside United, Brisbane Knights 5, Rockville Rovers 0, Tringer Rovers 3, Noosa Lions 2. I'm trying to read your notes here, Adam. Uh, Tweed 4 2 on penalties, the gap 4 2 on penalties over Tweed United, is that correct? Yes, uh, five, after, five, after a five-all draw in extra time. Extra, after extra time, yes, that's correct. There's some magic of the cup for you right there. Elsewhere, Yoronga, 3-0 winners over Oxley United. Olmo FC, 8, Slacks Creek, 0. Logan Village, 8, Pimpama City, 2. Kiwana, 4, Bribey Island, 1. Maroondu, 4-2 winners on penalties over the West Wanderers after a four-all draw in that game. Our Pine Hills, 4, Western Spirit, 2. Springfield United, 4, Kingscliff, Wolves three, the final game, Southport five, Mumbai nil. Adam, which results stand out most for you there? Some high scoring results in the Australia Cup round two. Yeah, look, I have to admit I'm not I'm not as across the lower divisions as I should be on this. Uh, look, of, of the results I do know, um, look, I have to acknowledge that uh, yeah, New Farm New Farm beating uh, Bayside United, just from what I know, it's sort of the traditions of those two sides that and where sort of you know they're graded. I think uh, obviously, you know, Bayside United, a, a team that you know I know that have actually been in playoff situations to get into FQPL too. So for them to be knocked out of the Australia Cup early, again, I don't know if it's their full strength teams or anything like that. So we we are dealing with sort of a lot of unknowns. I'm sure that there are listeners out there that probably do know a lot more than what we do, what's going on. And I apologize for for the you know, the vagaries of all, but that's that's probably the one result that um that yeah that, that probably stands out. But there are a couple of uh, big scores as well. So it means it's teams that can actually got potentially score goals. Any t- and also as well, so any game that I guess you know finishes five all after extra time, you know you really be very disappointed if you uh, didn't didn't win that. So uh, so yeah, but so there's two two very high scoring games with extra time. And none of the 31 nil stuff we saw a couple oh, of years thank ago. So, God for that. so much more even contest than mm. that one was. But good good to see some of these clubs get an opportunity in the Australia Cup. And I think we will try and focus a bit more on these clubs over the next couple of weeks on the NPL Sunday show here as yeah. they go through the early rounds of the Australia Cup. We'll look at round three briefly now. Adam, this is where the FQPL two clubs do come into the competition. They were given a buy into round one, as well as something like 30-odd clubs in the um, metro zones as well who also received a buy out of that round. So they're all in now as well. So what's a couple of fixtures that stand out for me from purely personal bias reasons. I played for both Ridge Hills and Acacia Ridge in my not-so-glorious playing career, but we did make a grand final at Ridge Hills, so I'm claiming that. But Ridge Hills are at home to Nambour Yandina, and that's what I'll be keeping an eye on, as well as Acacia Ridge away from home to North Line. That's a couple of matchups I'll be interested in. Adam, what, what matchups take your fancy in terms of the round three zone ties in the Australia Cup? 
Yeah, look, uh, again, like you, so I guess personal allegiances, uh, Pine Rivers Athletic, I think, are on, are on well, I think I know, they're on the they're on the road to Holland Park Hawks. That, that'll be a tough one because that's obviously uh, FQPL 2 versus FQPL 5. But the Pine Rivers legacy in this cup um, f- f- caused some major upsets over the years. So, look, you never, never know, especially if Holland Park, we again, we don't know whether they'll play a full-strength team or whether it's still very early pre-season for them. Um, so, look, you, you, ne- you never know. And this is, again, this is the magic of the Cup as we as we always painfully you know, use that catch cry, but there is a lot of truth to that. Probably the other games that stand out for me is probably the all-FQPL uh, two affairs, uh, Virginia and North Star. That is a local northern derby, north, north side derby. So, so I think that will be that will be very interesting. I probably could probably see that actually going, you know, going the distance and you know, maybe going going to penalties. So that, that's probably the other game that uh, that sort of stands out for me. And also as well, Grange and Turinga, two very very old uh, traditional clubs as well. Like so I think. Neither team would be very happy about drawing, you know, a team of those caliber in this in this early stage. But uh, look, the good news that having a number of FQPL two teams meet each other means that there are more opportunities for teams that are outside of though of that grade to actually advance through to round four, which then the the big boys, the uh, the quote the pro teams, then start to um, start to take their place. So look, I think I think any club that's you know FQPL you know five six or you know the South Coast or Sunshine Coast leagues, uh, I think you know, if they can get to round four and and jag a home game. I think that's. Uh, I think they'd be almost happy with that. And I think again, this is the this is the beauty of this of this competition. Absolutely. The further you go, the more chance you've got to getting into the national rounds. And obviously, the as you said, the MPL and FQPL, I think they will enter from round four. The other thing I really love about this competition is some of the away ties that you get, some of the long distance travel trips. There's a couple of them coming up. I think uh, BY Glasshouse are off to the Gold Coast in Musgrave and. Mwillimbor are making a trek up to Toowoomba. So a couple of long-distance treks for some teams who don't get the opportunity to travel a lot in their in their footballing. Chris often is playing around the local cities that they play in. So, well, it's a long trip. It's also a bit of a good, a bit of a unique experience for for players to participate in as well. Oh yeah, you talk to you talk to any players that play at this pro you know, program level and all that, and that makes it the long road trips. I think they don't they don't do them enough, as you said. You know, I know, uh, like especially. Last uh, last year, I think a lot of teams, a lot of the FQPL teams last year, appreciated the trip up to Mackay to play Magpies Crusaders. Uh, obviously, we don't have that. Uh, we don't have that this year. Well, let's not get into that. Was uh, that because of the weather or the or for football reasons? By the way, probably both. I'd say. I'd <laughs> say. I'd say both. Football, middle. I think mean, weather, football, and a good holiday. Uh, to, to 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 get away. So all that, but yeah, look, and we've said we have seen some, you know. Epic road trips as well in the uh, in the cup in previous in previous seasons as well. So uh, so I know I know a trip for say a, a South Co- a Sunshine Coast team down to say Kingscliff. Um, I do believe Sunshine Coast Wanderers might have made that trip a couple of years ago down to Kings Kingscliff in a round four tie. Uh, might have been them or it was, it was definitely Sunshine Coast thing. That's the longest trip. It was two hundred ninety five k k go each way. So, so yeah, but um, certainly this, this cup just throw, throws up a lot of interesting uh, things. And again, this is why we love cup football. And this is where the people up north are saying, is that, that's what, 200K, is that it? 
And by, by the way, we will get to some of the Northern results next yeah. week on the show as well when we to be gather up around some of the results from the, the Northern zones as well. We'll feature those yeah. on the show Feature me boys week. right now to, to really get a read on anything. So, so yeah, we're not, we're not ignoring, even on our graphics and whatnot, we're not ignoring Y Bay and all that. It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't think you want to see a graphic full of buys right now. So, but we will because obviously there is, there is one place set aside for the national, in the national rounds for uh, a Northern team. So, yes, it's very, very important that we, we do cover it. So, uh, yeah, I do know that uh, it was a request for a wide bay game with uh, Across the Waves beating Fraser Flames. There you go. So we will certainly bring up the, the teams who are through to round, round I think three. It will be all the time in the next weekend in the Northern Zones. So we'll have a look at those next week on the show. But before we wrap up, Adam, regular listeners will know we wrap up with our performer of the week. And I am jumping in first this week to start off the new the new season. And I'm going to go with Tegan Riding. I mean, her performance today was outstanding. A goal and basically an assist as well. She was a big, big... She's going to play a big role in this this line side, as a, at, particularly in the early stage of the year, where there's some younger players playing, and her leadership and experience was on full show tonight. Uh, look, yeah, my performance of the week, I'll go, I'll go with an uh, easy one here. I think uh, I think we've got, we have a goal of the year contender in week one for Kiri Dahl. That was just absolutely audacious. I don't think Roe Patterson for uh, Papa, Peter, sorry, Patterson, Ro, Ro Peterson um, should know being a, she being a former uh, Morton Bay player. Um, yeah, that uh, that I don't think she did much wrong with that. That was just an incredible shot, and I and uh, I think for that uh, I give that the performer of the week. And I do know as well we will have a new segment as well over, that will be debuting in a couple of weeks. We won't give away too much, but no, that certainly gave us great entertainment. We thought about that, but we won't we yeah. won't tease that anymore. Also, we'll say our NPL. And FQPL men's season preview will be coming out in the next week or so as we finish conducting a couple of interviews with, with coaches around the competition. We will get that, yeah, that preview out in the next week or so. So that will be yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, the other guy will be on that as well. Who? The other guy. Oh, the commentator. Yeah, him. Yeah. That bloke. Only if he has to. We might let him on, so I'll have to wait and see. And that's joining me once again to start yep. off the new season of the Brisbane Footballers MPL Sunday show. Yep, thanks, Scott. Uh, thank you and good night. So we'll be back next week to recap round two in the MPL Women's as well as round three in the Australia Cup and round two of the Cup Pro Series. We'll talk to you all then. <laughs>